What is up, everybody? It is game week. We have made it. You are feeling the feelings. We've seen football on our TVs. But forget about that. That wasn't really football. What's football is when Georgia takes the field in the Mercedes-Benz in just five short days from today. We're going to talk about the matchup against Oregon. What can the Oregon offense do against the Georgia defense? That's what we're going to talk about today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Bulldogs here on Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow us, like us, subscribe to that podcast audio as well as YouTube. That's Daniel. I'm Clint. Let's get to it. Hi. That was 20 seconds. Get to it. Week zero does not deserve a recap. We're not going to no, recap it. I don't care. Scott Frost hates his job. That's the Scott, thing that Scott we like. Scott Frost hates us. He hates, he hates the Midwest. He hates his alma mater. He hates, he hates his family. He hates me having money. That's what oh, he hates. He hates me having yeah. money. Okay. We did make you money last week, except for that one game. Everything else, okay. your boys hit you on. Georgia plays Oregon. It's one of the marquee matchups of week one of college mm-hmm. football. Maybe you're listening to this podcast because you're a Georgia fan. Maybe you're listening to this podcast because you are an uh, Oregon fan, maybe you're listening to this podcast just because you like college football, and this is one of the biggest games of the weekend. There uh, are no, yes, there are no wrong reasons to listen to the podcast. Just yeah. to let you know, Clint and I are fans. We are not going to give you unbiased, objective opinions. Please don't ask us for them. We're not going to do that. Now we're not going to lie to you. We're no, not we're not. Gonna we're going to tell you the truth. Things. We're going to tell we're you the truth. You, we're not Florida fans. We will that's, tell you the truth. That's right. It's coming as fans of Georgia, which means All we right. know this team a great deal. So, Daniel, how we do we preview this game? Our offense versus uh, – no, I'm sorry. Their offense versus our defense. That's how we're going to start yes, tomorrow's sir. episode. We're going to do our offense against their defense. Um, so, let's just look at this side of the ball when Oregon has the ball. Now, <clears throat> this is where we have to start, I believe. Let's start on the opposite side of the ball. When you're talking about another team's offense, you must start with which, which position class? Well, normally you would start with the quarterback position. Well, that's where we're going to have to start, Clint. <gasps> Oregon has a quarterback. Oregon fans have a quarterback that they love. They're feeling great they about their kid. Him. They love their kid. Kirby Smart's called him one of the most athletically gifted players he's ever played against, coached that's against. Not false. I, nope. Not false. What he, what he hasn't called him is a good quarterback. You've, and he won't. No. Daniel, he won't. He won't do that. Um, Bo Nix against Georgia. It's a it's a saga that has run for a couple of segments already. It's there's been a couple of installments. It's not gone well for Bo Nix. It has not been pleasant for him. Um, do you see this going any differently? Is that is there something about Oregon in a new setting that could help Bo Nix, or is it just going to be Bo Nix does Bo Nix things? Here's the there's two I said three aspects I should say about this. One, let's start with the talent. Do you believe Oregon has better talent than Auburn from a player personnel side of life? Well, 
It's an interesting question, I guess, and it would probably depend on year by year, position by position. I would say Oregon and Auburn typically would fluctuate position by position as to which team. I'm not going to say they're comparable, but they would, you know, for example, last year, Oregon had a better defensive line than Auburn did. Um, Last year, Oregon had a better running back. Or I, eh, Tank Bigsby, no, really tank, good. Tank, Tank's really but good. That kid that left Oregon to go to USC, he was also really good. I don't know. It it fluctuates year to year. It fluctuates. I think this is the point. The point is, it's closer than people imagine. I still give the edge to Auburn, but it's not by a landslide. It's not light sure. years ahead. Okay. All right. Point two. Um, do you think the pressure is less for Bo Nix at Oregon or at Auburn? Because it's less at Oregon. It's, no a, it's less. Him. Yeah. No one knows him in the great evergreen Northwest. He no. has no family ties. Um, he can do whatever he wants extracurricularly, and no one knows his face whatsoever. Uh, there's a lot less pressure on Bo Nix to be seen okay. in the town. All right. Point three. Do you think the coaching is better at Oregon or at Auburn? Well, these days, I think the coaching is a lot better at Oregon. A lot better at Oregon. So here's okay. my actually here's my hot take. Interesting. Bonix is going to have a better year than he did at Auburn. I have no problem saying that. I have hmm. no problem saying he's going to have a better year. Now, it's not hard to have a better year. It's Listen not. He he did poorly. He did very very poorly. I, um, yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, he's going to be better. I don't know how much light you're ahead. He's still Bo Nix. He still doesn't know how to make decisions. They're going to have to limit the playbook. They're going to have to make sure he's using his legs a great deal. And if they do that, which Oregon I think will do, because they have nothing to lose, why not try it? Uh, I think they'll have success, some success against Georgia and some success in the Pac-12. I do, yeah, I do think he's he could be set up for a better year. I don't know that I like his chances in this game because of the dynamic between Kirby Smart and Bo Nix. I think Kirby Smart knows what he's doing when it comes to this type of a player. And I think that goes a long way in, in terms of overall schematic advantage. Now, Dan Lanning, we think a lot of this guy, but Dan Lanning's not... Dan Lanning's not doing anything to accelerate Bo Nix's learning curve over there. He's not a quarterback no. whisperer of any sort. And he's so he's not Whipple. He's not Mark Whipple. Um I I think Bo Nix could be set up for a better year. I do not think Bo Nix is going to be an asset in this game. I think Georgia has the better quarterback in this game. I know we're talking about our defense and their offense. I think where Bo Nix has a decided schematic advantage is what I want to talk about in segment two, which mm-hmm. I think is the strength of the entire Oregon, not offense, the entire team. Oregon team. Everyone. Which is the offensive line, and that's what I want to talk about when we come back. First, Clint's going to tell you about this. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration wants you to know, please drive sober or get pulled over. Look, here's the deal. We got tailgates happening. We got lots of games going on. 
we have everything in the world for us to celebrate. Why go down on such a, a poor, horrible, horrible road of choosing to drink and to drive? Don't do it. It's foolish. It's stupid. There's so many ride shares. There's so many taxis. There are so many dog fans that want to help you out. Drive sober or get pulled over. Speaking of going down a road you don't want to go down, more on Bo Nix. Oh, um, here we go. This is a this is vomit like for all of you Oregon fans. Okay. Bo Nix is it, he's kind of an enigma. And here's what I mean by this. I think Auburn fans would agree with this. His greatest strength is also his greatest weakness. Remember that he's, episode of the office when Michael Scott when little Michael Scott interview action. You see, my weaknesses are actually my strengths. In this case, for Bo Nix, I think it's the opposite. I think his strengths are actually his weaknesses, which is not oh yeah, it's not what you want. What is the greatest strength of Bo Nix? Clint? His legs, his athleticism, his ability it is, to run. That is correct. But where is Bo Nix at his absolute worst, Clint? Where are the times that you see? Bonehead Bo Nix come out to play. When he tries to backyard and mm. school ground play where he's running all over the place trying to buy time, going 15 yards backwards to try to set up a pass down the road, and he won't be able to do that. And if he does pass it, it's going to the other team. That's when Bo Nix is at his worst. Georgia, Georgia has defensive players that are just as fast as Bo Nix. Oh. And this is where he's gotten destroyed by Georgia in the past because guys like Trayvon Walker, guys like um, Nolan Smith, guys have chased him down and there's just a whole nother breed of Bulldogs uh, coming ready to do that. Uh, Tresman Marshall, Channing Tindall, or not Channing Tindall, Tresman Marshall, Smile Mondin, Chaz Chambliss, these guys are coming yep. for Bo Nix. So, that's the catch-22 with Bonix. You want him to be athletic. You want him to use his legs. Where I think, and what I said before the break was, where I think Bonix is going to be dealing with something that he has very rarely dealt with in the past is that a lot of times Bonix is running because he's running for his life. Literally trying not to be killed. Yeah. So... That's not going to be the case at Oregon. And listen, I'll just go ahead and say it as a Georgia fan. In this game on Saturday, I am greatly concerned about Georgia's ability to get pressure on Bo Nix because this offensive line, Clint, put together by Mario Cristobal before he left, and then there's a lot of these guys are still there. They did not transfer to Miami and follow Mario Cristobal. Who wants to go to Florida? Well, there you there you have it. But you got guys like TJ Bass, you got guys like Stephen Jones, you got guys like Alex Forsyth, you got guys like Ryan Walker. You got you got all world a lot of pro talent. There may be five pro offensive linemen starting this game for Oregon on Saturday. And Georgia's that is a decided advantage for Oregon in this game. The ability to allow Bo Nix time to try not to freak out, to run when he's supposed to run, but mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. scramble madly for his life. If Georgia wants Bo Nix to play like vintage Bo Nix, and they do because vintage Bo Nix is bad. He's not been good 
really ever, then Georgia's going to have to find a way to get pressure. It's one of the biggest factors in this game, Clint. How do we do it? Yeah, see, Mario Cristobal, that is – look, he can't do a lot of coaching, but he can recruit. And he, Oh, we get them recruits. Uh, if you're in the West Coast, look, here's the deal. West Coast, you want to if you're a, a hog molly in the trenches, you go to Utah or you go to Oregon. Mm-hmm. And that seems counterproductive because Oregon's like a satellite kind of spread all over the field. But look, here's the deal. You can get quick guys to buy into a program, to buy into a system, no problem. <coughs> Oregon has had success on getting these guys to come in and be absolutely incredible on the trenches. So USC gets wide receivers and uh, tight ends sure. and, and quarterbacks. Oregon gets linemen, y'all. Yep, like, and I, running backs. Say that, and running backs. We can say that definitively. Yeah. Okay. Now, and here's also a problem with that. You listed the five guys, and I agree with you. There are five absolute monsters on those offensive line. We, and you might counter, well, we have the best defensive player in Jalen Carter. I get that. I understand that. Last year, Jordan Davis commanded two people at all times and still mm. fought through that. Jalen Carter might be that. But now we have unknown commodities after that. We don't have the Devontae Wyatt right now. We may. Yep. Zion well, we need to see. We need to I'm, see it. I can't say that right now. Mm-hmm. I, I definitively cannot. We know Robert Beale. We know Nolan Smith. Again, those are known commodities. But when every single position is a, is a dogfight, and now last year, Nicobe Dean scraping over the top, having Jordan Davis take on two and having the defensive line occupy people, I know we got athletic uh, linebackers. I get that. It's really hard to be athletic as you're shedding lock and chasing yep. down Bo Nix. Really difficult. So, Daniel, the way that we do that is you take the fight to them. And this is what I've been saying all offseason. I have no definitive proof to say this. I have no jurisdiction because insiders aren't there. Because Kirby's not going to tell you. Because Shu's not going to tell you. But they're insiders, Clint. But they're insiders. But they they know things. They make predictions. Uh, Yeah, I know. know. Their people knew early. Their people knew first. First, five minutes before the rest of us. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's the deal. My gut tells me that we have a lot more athleticism. Last year we just had dudes at every – but this year we don't have dudes yet. We haven't proven them. I think how you attack that offense – is you bring pressure on them. You make Bo mm-hmm. Nix uncomfortable from this. You don't take four and let him sit and do that thing. You take five or six and you yep. make Bo one-dimensional and you say, fine, run, because I know I can outrun you. So I'm going to make you. I'm going to make you pull it and take off. And so I'm, I anticipate a lot of blitzing. I think you're absolutely right, and that's exactly what I was going to say. I think you're going to have to. Georgia's not going to be able to get pressure with four with four line in this game. They're not going to be able to get pressure with Jalen Carter, Zion Logue, Robert Beal, and Nolan Smith. Those four dudes, listen to me, will not be able to get consistent pressure in this game. They might get. I'm not saying they won't pressure the quarterback in this game, but I'm saying if that's if Georgia brings those four guys, and those four guys are quite good. They're not going to be able. They're not going to be able to get enough consistent pressure in this game. Is my opinion. I George is going to need to bring some from the linebacking core, and I think that you might see more of that than um, than you're used to. The only way that you could, I think, it's the only way because listen, if you allow Bo Nix to sit back there, now what you've done is you've opened both doors. You've opened yes. the door. Yeah. 
That's right. For him to still run, still see a hole, see a lane, tuck the ball, and run. Or he could stand there, see a receiver, and hit it. When he's scrambling for his life, you've closed one of those doors. He's, he could try to make a hero play. He could try to just hoist the ball up. And listen, if you throw enough, the blind squirrel mentality serves Bo Nix well. If you throw enough darts at the dartboard, you are going to hit the bullseye once in a while. That's Bo Nix. When he's scrambling for his life, let him huck it down the field. Occasionally, he's going to hit somebody, but occasionally, he's going to hit one of my guys, and we're going to run it back the other way. That's what you want from Bo Nix. What you do not want is to let him sit there in the pocket. Not because he's a great pocket passer, because he's not an exceptional pocket passer. He's fine. But because when you let him sit there in the pocket, he has the option to either choose to run or choose to throw. When you make him scramble out of the pocket, you've taken one of those options away from him. And so I think that's what George is going to do. The only way that you can do that, if you're Georgia, is if you believe that the secondary can hold up against the wideouts and the backs from Oregon. Let's talk about that in the third segment when we come back. So, Clint, the skill positions. Let's talk about them dudes at the skill mm-hmm. positions. Okay? Let's do it. Georgia, uh, Oregon lost um, Die, the running back, who, listen, that dude was, he was everything for he that. Was he was awesome. He yeah, was so much fun to watch. Oregon fans, it's got to be tough seeing him go down to Southern California. That's That's got to be a tough one. So they lose him. They've got a guy, Caldwell or Cardwell, or excuse me. They got a couple of transfers. And then there's just a bunch of transfer wideouts coming in. Okay. So who are going to be the playmakers on this team? They got a kid from AM coming in. They got a kid from UCLA coming in. Then they've got a couple of young, talented players coming in. They lost their top wideout. Obviously, they lose their top back. They have, I don't think this is a stretch. They have really no proven talent at the skill when positions. You say none, I, it, it's fair to say zero proven talent. They might have talent. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a kid from UCLA who showed a little bit at UCLA. It's a kid from Texas A&M who showed a little bit, you know, very sparingly at Texas A&M. Daniel, I'm not taking any wide receiver transfer from the state of California to come back to your team. Even if he showed something at that university, I'm not playing that anymore. It's it's a lot of young and listen. The reports, you know, it, they like these young Oregon fans are going to be in the comments. They like these young receivers. They're fast. Sure. They've got athleticism. They like they can burn. Okay, but does Georgia trust their secondary enough against these young receivers to be able to bring the pressure from the linebackers to be able to maybe? Still be sound in the run game because obviously you know that's going to be Kirby and Glenn and uh, yes. Will's yep. first priority. Be sound in the run game. Um, to be fair, I think Oregon a better pass blocking offensive line than they are a run blocking offensive line, and so that might you know it might be an advantage to Georgia in terms of stopping the run. But do, does Georgia trust their secondary enough to be able to bring extra pressure on Bo next? That's the question to me. Yeah, and this is what's really, really interesting because we're going to talk about this tomorrow. We're going to look at their defense. But if 
you're an Oregon, Oregon fan, and you're also coaching. You enjoy your defense a great deal at Oregon. You think? Oh, I would think talented. you do. You have a linebacker and a defensive lineman who are gonna get a lot of good draft grades this year, Daniel. Uh, yeah, a lot because like they're studs. They're studs. This okay? are we doing tomorrow's podcast already? No, 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 we, no, no, no. Sorry. No, okay. No, yeah. What I'm saying is this. If you rely on a defense to keep you in a game, this is where all of a sudden, if you start seeing a game plan of bringing pressure, Bo Nix can huck the ball down the field. Most often it goes to their team. But watch out for shots, y'all. Oregon is going to want to take their shots. They're not going to be scared coming in and trying to pull an Auburn that just says, hey, let's go 16, 17 plays down the field running. They, They might do that. Dan might want to impose that at some point. But they're going to want to take their shots because they want to test. And so, yes, our DBs, I think, match up well against these wide receivers. I have no problem skill for skill, Daniel. No yeah. problem on that. In a vacuum, I'll take our DBs all day long. The problem is if you get out of position one time, if the pressure comes, doesn't get home, if all of a sudden that is where we start talking and we can go down the laundry list of games that all UGA fans right now are rehashing about Mm. those issues. Let's not do it. Instead, let's say, yes, one-on-one, I believe Keeley. I believe it looks like, uh, well, we still don't know exactly who's going to be other corner, but, but looks like Nyland's getting, uh, getting some love, Daniel. He he is Laster. Laster still there. Nyland green still there. Um, Do you think Dan Lanning it's going to be interesting to sit, like because if I'm Dan Lanning and I'm going to that meeting, you know, a lot gets made about he knows the personnel, blah blah blah. Like he knows, sure, you know, whatever. Sure. That's fine. But in in the case of the secondary, don't you think that Dan Lanning goes to the offensive coordinator and he says, "Hey, look, um, that cat five over there, you don't throw it. You just don't. You don't throw it over there." I'm fine with you running at him because, he, like, okay, sure, That's fine. I, I get that. <laughs> You're off limits from doing any ISO plays. When you take a shot coverage. down the field, I feel like Dan Lanning is going to attack that other corner. He's yes. got to, right? You have to. You have to. That's how you beat Georgia, I think, this year. So I think you're absolutely going to see that. The question will be if Georgia brings heat. Can they get home in time to prevent some of those plays from happening? Christopher Smith on the back end, you know, will he be, you know, whoever is it Dan Lanning who's right there with Christopher Smith? Like how much of Malachi Starks will we see in this game? There's a lot of things we don't know about the secondary for Georgia. But I think what we do know is that I think they're going to be tested in this game. I think they're going to be tested deep in this game. I absolutely agree with you, Clint. That's to me, that's how Oregon's going to try to beat Georgia. I know offensive line is their strength. I don't think they're going to try to use that to try to impose a Dan Lanning death march on Georgia. I think they're going to try to use that to protect nope. Bo Nix to take about 15 shots in this game and hope that four of them land. And then rely on their defense to try to hold Georgia down the rest of the way. Speaking of the Oregon defense, we're going to talk about them 
and Stetson Bennett and the Georgia offense tomorrow. And so if you are a person that is interested in that kind of conversation, come on back and join us. We are on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, uh, leave us a comment, a rating, and review. We appreciate you being here. Enjoy the rest of your game week in preparation for week one of college football. We will be here with you each and every day of the week on the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast, and we will see you guys then. See ya.